time. Oh, and there we are. It's Friday morning and it's the grief chat and we've got a guest. We Hi. Do. Oh, Dawn. Dawn, Dawn, Dawn. Dawn Davies has been a major friend for mine and of mine, colleague and just uh, all around good buddy actually for, I don't know, what do you say? 15 We've years? known each other now going on it seems like longer but we actually met the first time in 2016. no yeah really? well i have my first drawing from you oh my gosh well so for our listening audience i just want to say dawn is um does many things one of the things that she's known for is an excellent excellent uh tarot card reader numerologist and a medium and you say why a medium why not a small no just kidding um i used to be small yeah all of us yeah 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 uh, large, here I am. they called me up are you a i heard you were a medium and i said eh, at kmart it's an extra large <laughs> so i am just saying that um also for the humor part but dawn you are amazing and we're having you on here today um one because october is a great month i mm -hmm. think connecting with uh spirits in general and that also means any kind of earth spirits any kind of uh um just connecting with the earth connecting with the moon connecting also with the sun and it's waning away from longer days and mm -hmm. connecting with spirits that have uh, gone before us and ancestors before us, such as in Day of the Dead, et cetera, et cetera. And one of the things Jill and I, and sorry, Jill, while I just go on and on. Um, <laughs> I'm okay with it. <laughs> okay, good, good. I had a feeling that, um, you know, quite often after someone dies and it's been my experience between family members and myself is you tend to have memories or experiences that seem odd i'm gonna go like this odd as in you connect to the person who died or you connected to your pet that died and mm -hmm. then in in my personal experience, when they heard my uh, grandfather talking to my dad, who was dead for about four years, um, and they're and he's talking to him, and they said, "He's crazy. You're not crazy." So I know Dawn's going to tell us that, but but you know, it's if forty between forty and eighty percent, closer to eighty, of all grievers are looking for after death contact. Mm -hmm. And more than 60% actually go find someone to help them in some way, shape, or form. Mm -hmm. And the other research is that 100% of you don't tell your therapist. So <laughs> you, you, it's like, and 55% of grievers trust talking to their dogs more than their therapist. So, you know, we're kind of down on the totem pole, but they're looking for that support. And um, I'd like us to, to be better on the totem pole. But we need to start acknowledging that people are looking for after death content. They're looking for connection. 
Right. And, and and it's a really super taboo subject, although there are now therapists who are using cards in session, but only if the client brings it up. Right. Um, I have found whenever I do readings, there's two ways I do readings for those who have passed on. If you, I've had people bring me pictures. I have a an, an niece who she was involved in an ATV accident and a young man that was with her died. Mm -hmm. And she remembers the night of the accident, getting up and walking around. Everybody else said she never left. She just laid there. But she says she checked on the young man who passed away. And like, I won't go into details about that evening. But like two nights after he passed, her and some friends were outside and they took a picture. And... In the picture, there was something really odd that appeared behind him and they couldn't understand it. So they sent it to me and they said, Don, you know about these things. What is this? And I looked and I said, you don't recognize the man who passed away? I said, he's standing there with his arms around the three of you. And two of the girls in the picture were actually with him the night that he passed away from the ATV accident. And they were like, that's amazing. So I have found that if, I, if a person comes to me face to face and they bring a picture, any picture of their loved one, I'm able to get messages from that. And I've learned to use tarot cards to also convey messages. But tarot cards, even with doing mediumship readings, you have to remember that the person who passed, their personality hasn't changed. So if you had to ask them a question in real life, when you come to a medium who uses tarot cards, you have to have a question. In We're order for that. to my children, the Joker's going to show up four times. <laughs> uh, probably the fool. So probably. Um, <laughs> so uh, Dawn, um, can you give an example without any identifying information of some of the questions that people ask you? Um, some of them ask me. Um, and it's one that I have found that those who have passed on don't want to talk about. Um, I've had people ask me what happened that night? How did that person pass? Um, and if the person took their own life, they're not going to talk about it. They're not going to give the whys and everything else, but they will tell you, tell the loved ones, I'm okay. Mm -hmm. I'm surrounded by those that loved me. Um, I've had them ask, do they want me to join them? I had a mm -hmm. young person come to me and somebody they loved had died and six months later, they're still going, I'm not supposed to be here. I'm supposed to be on the other side with them. And the cards were showing, no, you're not supposed to be there. You're supposed to be here helping keep other people from having this happen. Mm -hmm. And this person just would not accept that. And that was the message that was coming across in the cards. So sometimes that happens. Other times, if like... I've had somebody come to me and they were asking a question and a card came up and the card was the three of coins, which is a contract card. 
it's a money card. And I'm like looking and I'm like, what was the bet that you had with that person? And the person across from me just started laughing because <laughs> they're like, we always made three bets every year during football season. And they came during football season. And I'm like, okay. So they're still saying you owe them for a bet. <laughs> I said, so whatever it was you guys would give each other, take it to the tombstone, take it to the gravesite. I said, and tell them, okay, here, I'm paying you. I right. said, or if you have a picture of them, set it in front of them and say, okay, I'm going to leave it here for the night. And then tomorrow it goes outside to feed, you know, nature. And they were like, okay. And so things like that happen, you know, you have different little things that come across and people are always like, I, I didn't know that would come across. <laughs> you know, I love how you say that sometimes what comes across is actually, like you said, the other person, the dead person's uh, personality and their humor. Mm -hmm. And I love that. How, um, so uh, I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm just making this up. Can you draw a card for a dead person that's been in uh, Jill's life or my life? I mean, I don't know how you feel about that, Jill, but if you want to, you know. I'm open. We're, we're all about the everything here. Yeah. yeah. So, so let's start with Jill. Is there got a, a lot to choose from? <laughs> no. No. Okay. Think of one person. Mm -hmm. that you were extremely close to. Mm -hmm. Okay. What is that okay. person's first name? Linda. Did she was a good cook. She loved, she was good at barbecuing. Yeah. What's her thing? Yeah. Um, chicken. Mm-hmm. Because that's the other thing that happens is whenever I'm doing this, smells, tastes come mm -hmm. through. Mm -hmm. And I got wood smoke and I've got the smell of chicken. And if you're a foodie, you know that different meats cook and they have their mm -hmm. own distinct smells. So... The Mother of Water, get this on camera, is the card that came up. So with this card, what I pick is, what I get from Linda is, she was an emotional person, but she was always laughing, joking, having fun. Sometimes to the point that she would laugh so hard she would have tears. Yes. So she always had that sense of humor about her, but she was always someone you could turn to when you were having an emotional time. And she came across as a mother figure to you at those times. And she really did try to, she was always very good at listening. She heard everything that you said. And she would offer sage advice, but she would always end with something that was funny, something that had a giggle to it. 
Mm -hmm. And that's part of where your sense of humor comes from with this is she's the one who kind of taught you to have that smile still at the end. Mm -hmm. And I call, I call that the grocery list um, reaction because we always remember the last thing we put on the grocery list. We very rarely ever remember the first, but we'll always or remember the middle. last. <laughs> right. So <laughs> it's always good to end a serious conversation with mm -hmm. something that's lighthearted, something that's funny, so that that way you walk away with that happiness and mm -hmm. you've dropped the sadness, you've dropped that sorrow. And she was really good at doing that. Mm -hmm. Yep. She was telling jokes up until two hours before she died. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, I hope that's me. Me too. <laughs> when I go. I hope I'm not fussing about dishes in the sink just before I die. That would really suck. <laughs> oh my god. Well, that wouldn't happen to me. Because you would assume that I would do the dishes. So <laughs> so my question is, Jill, who was Linda to you? She was my first wife. Okay. And you guys were together for a while. Twenty-three years. Mm-hmm. But it felt like longer. It felt like we really finished everything we needed to finish for the most part. We had a, mm -hmm. a full relationship. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm Yeah. And the thing is, she... So, this is something else I explain to people whenever I do readings for them on mediumships. Our soul is a spark, but it is one spark that comes from a candle that has our soul's name on it. Our soul's name is not our name. Mm -hmm. So each time we're incarnated into whatever realm we're born in, a spark comes off that candle. But when we pass, it goes back to that same candle. So that spark always remains connected to that candle, but anytime we are called the spirit, the body that people know us as, that spark is still able to come back to you. Mm -hmm. But then it goes back to the candle when it's done talking to you because another spark has come off that candle to go, go live a different life. So that spark always remains separate, but yet connected to the other candle that is your soul. So for people who are grieving, what they can see is that their loved one, if they want to connect with them, could be available to them if right. they reach out, but they're not taking them out of a place of wherever they believe them to be. Right. That, that mm -hmm. they can, and that they can return to that place. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's the way I've always thought of it because our soul is bigger than we are. We are only one little spark from that soul. Well, at my current size, I'm a little afraid of how big that just might be. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. I got it. Changing soon. So, Deb, who do you yeah. want to connect with? You know, 
And I know you're able to connect with a lot of them yourself. <laughs> yeah, but I don't have to work as hard if you're picking a card. So um, I'd like to connect with my dad. Okay, what was his first name? Uh, he went by Dave, but uh, his, his legal name was William. Did he work around a lot of smoke or did he smoke? He smoked. Kent cigarettes. Okay. Too. He was always good at knowing when things were going to happen before they did. Um, he tried to sidestep a lot of stuff. Yes. What's that? Omens. Really? That is the card that came up, omens. Uh-huh. So there's this cat. I got to get it on the corner. It's a cat uh -huh. down here in the corner. Oh, there it uh -huh. is. Yes. For those who can't Cats. see it, there's a card with a cat and a big, almost looks, is that a tree or a nuclear bomb behind it? It's, it's a, tree a tree with some tree. fire. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Lightning has struck the underside of it. See if I can get it on the camera. Yeah, yeah. And then what has been hit has fallen down. Mm -hmm. But there's lightning on this side and the moon over here. Mm -hmm. And you know lightning can travel for up mm -hmm. to 30 miles away from a storm. Yes. But cats, cats sidestep things. So you saying your dad sidestepping stuff? He always knew when something was coming, but he always looked for like the brighter side of things. Yes. Yes. But he kept his inner storms to himself. Absolutely. That is spot on. Um, he was very jovial. I got mm -hmm. a good chunk, very fluid in his sense of humor, sophomoric, funny. Um willing to take risks and yet i know he had some inner storms that he never talked about uh -huh. and um his sense of humor humor was very different than my mom so i have both my parents sense of humor uh -huh. and um so on that side of the family let's put it that way i have my grandfather, his dad, would often say for weird stuff, he'd go, you've been kicked by a pigeon, kicked on the side mm -hmm. of your head by a pigeon. That's what Grandpa Charlie would say. And, mm -hmm. um, and there were several in the family. Now, my dad never did any kind of, uh, nothing he said was woo-woo. He let me, um, let's just say, a good evening with my dad. He was always working so hard. So he would be prone on the couch, and we would watch together Alfred Hitchcock, mm -hmm. The Outer Limits, and The Twilight Zone. And then he'd buy me monster magazines. So he really <laughs> sort of encouraged that part of me. To look mm -hmm. beyond what was right here. And so while he didn't have 
uh, some abilities that he ever talked about, he definitely encouraged my woo-woo-ness. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. and, and the tree in this picture is the trunk is twisted going up and <laughs> the branches go the opposite direction. So you talking about your dad being busy and you know, a good evening with him is getting to sit down and actually enjoy a television show. That shows that he was always busy, always working, always, but he was still always rooted in family. Mm -hmm. That is something that never changed for him since mm -hmm. he was a child. He was raised mm -hmm. with that sense of maybe not family obligation, but togetherness he really loved connecting with all his cousins there was something called the cousins club and his best friend growing up was his first cousin i called him uncle Irwin, even though technically he was a second cousin and uncle Irwin, after my dad passed very suddenly um uncle Irwin sort of became a dad-like figure to me mm -hmm. Yeah. But so he's and the other thing for both of you is. And this is what I hear because I'm audience. That is my gift is I hear spirits. And what I heard with you, Jill, and what I hear with you, Deb, is there are times whenever both of you are alone. And you may say something to your dad or to your your wife, um, Jill, um, you may say something to Linda. And it's like you're able to just know that you're heard mm -hmm. because they are always listening. That's the thing, too, about spirits in family that we are used to is and they're they're no longer with us. They hear us and they answer our questions. And sometimes we get signs that they heard us. And that's important for people who are grieving. Yes. Because so many the, the vast majority are looking for those signs. And, and sometimes, sometimes they'll come into therapy and say, I haven't had any. And and they visited this person and this person and this person. And why yes. aren't they visiting me? And right. What do you say to that, Don? So I I tell people, I say, you're looking for the big signs. Stop. Spirits do small things. I said, if you go home and you realize that a picture all of a sudden on the wall is crooked, straighten it out and then ask a question. And then look at the picture a couple of days later, see if it's moved again. Sometimes it is. And if it is, you have to then decipher. Is that a yes to the question I ask or is that a no? Sometimes something gets knocked over or all of a sudden you may smell something that mm -hmm. you recognize like a cologne or a perfume from someone that's walking past and or if you're sitting at home and a show that you used to like to watch suddenly is like on or a lot of times too what what i have found happens is 
a lot of people turn their TV on for background noise and they go off in the other room and they're talking to their spirit that they're wanting to connect with. And then they'll start doing dishes and they're not paying attention. And all of a sudden the sound on the TV catches their attention. Guess what? Your spirit's talking to you, pay attention to what's being said, but it's only a small little phrase. It might be one or two words and it gets stuck in your ear like an earworm. And then you realize all of a sudden, hold it. That's what that, that's what he used to say to me, or that's what she used to sing. And that's spirit connecting with you. So it's not something big. It's not something that's powerful sometimes. Sometimes it's something that's very small, but it has a profound effect once you realize that it is spirit talking to you. Uh, I have another question. Yeah. That goes, so you're talking, that is certainly a great example of when people uh, are... Um, connecting or a way to connect. I've heard of pennies, feathers, and um, butterflies are, and butterflies. Oh, license plates, license plates and cardinals as a sign of that is spirit or a particular person making contact, making mm -hmm. contact. What are some other things that you might have heard or that you know of that people can like sort of look beyond themselves to say, oh, they are reaching out. Like I said, if you turn on a radio station and you're in your car and you're driving and we all have those dialogues while we're in our car, you know, we talk to grandma, you know, grandma, Oh, Paul, I wish you were here. I have this question. And then I'm all so of glad sudden, I've got Bluetooth because then people think I'm talking on the phone. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But there's there's a thin line between talking, you know, Bluetooth and crazy. <laughs> yes, there is. I'm frequently on the other side. <laughs> I look appreciate at, that. You, you look at people walking down the sidewalk and they're talking and they're animated and you're like, hold it. Is it Bluetooth or is it crazy? <laughs> That's right. Ooh, but conversation right that's another time anyway right but um sometimes like you'll hear somebody's song or a name of a person you were just talking to in a song mm -hmm. or if you're in a shopping area and you're really missing someone and you're looking at something that kind of reminds you of them. And then you hear somebody shout or call out the name of the person. That's a sign that they're reaching out to you. That's a sign, you know, people need to realize that. Um, a lot of times we think it's somebody we know thinking of us. Sometimes it's spirit telling us, hey, I hear you. What about mm -hmm. somebody who's looking for a beloved pet? Pet loss is actually frequently more painful than mm -hmm. person loss. Even mm -hmm. I, I several times this week, it's been, uh, I'm a new intimate partner loss. I, I lost three other family members and I lost my dog. And the dog is the one that really hurts the most. And that's because our pets depend on us and oh, yeah. especially dogs and even cats birds are the Dogs same way so. yeah. yeah they meet us at the door and when they're gone we miss that so a lot of times um 
if you're laying down to take a nap or you're sitting watching television, all of a sudden you hear a bark and you look around and it's like, I just heard that. And you know, there's no other dogs like in, especially if you live in an apartment building and you know, there's no other dogs in the apartment building. That's your, that's your beloved pooch reaching out to you and saying, I'm here with you still. Um, the other thing is if you're, driving and you see somebody walking a dog in the park and out of the corner of your eye, it looks exactly like your dog, but then you turn and you look and right. it's not any, that's your, mm -hmm. your, your, your dog going, hi mom. Yep. Is that something we, and again, it's pet loss is a biggie for a lot of the people that mm -hmm. I see. And a lot of people Deb talks to as well. Um, that's why when we do, you know, those pet blessings and the pet remembrances, they're so well attended. And um, I, people are like, I can go see a medium. I want to connect with so-and-so. How do I connect with my parrot, turtle, dog, cat, ferret? Mm -hmm. Please not a ferret, but you know. Sometimes, sometimes if you talk to people who do animal communication, they do have a mediumship ability with pets if you have a picture. For me, that is a you either have to have a picture or if you bring me like their collar that they were wearing, if you still have that or one of their favorite toys, mm -hmm. then I'm able to connect um, with them. Um, I lost my grandmother, Opal back in 1990-something. Hadn't heard her voice in years. Last year, on Halloween, we had to put our puppy dog down. And I'm sitting there, and I'm crying, and I'm petting our dog. Mark's sitting next to me. We're at the emergency vet. And all of a sudden, I hear, Anna, Anna. You can come to me. And I sat there and I'm like, in my head, I'm like, Grandma? And she's like, yes, you send her on to me. I'll take care of her. And I, it just made me cry. And I told Mark, I said, I haven't heard my grandmother's voice since she passed. And she just told me she's going to take care of Anna. And I said, she was a country woman. She knew how to take care of pets. She had dogs and horses and chickens and everything. I said, so I, I know our, our baby's going to be okay. So sometimes whenever we lose our, our beloved babies, fur babies, family members who are with us, mm -hmm. are still there with spirit and somebody that you loved who raised pets. <coughs> maybe taking care of your fur baby soul on the soul plane. So know that, but to really connect a picture or a collar or a favorite toy and mediums, most, most mediums that I know were able to do that. And I think there's a couple of, animal communicators that I also know that are able to do animal mediumship and yeah. they come to your house though and do it because they are good at 
like talking to the pets one-on-one -on -one in the house. So if the pet's no longer in the house, they're still able to pick up the spirit. I wouldn't be able to do that because I don't go into people's homes. Um, I want people to meet me in a neutral space mm -hmm. so that that way I'm not picking up on any other energy that's in that location. Mm -hmm. I just had a thought. I hope my grandma Dahlgren did not meet my, meet my beloved pets. <laughs> <laughs> grandma Johnson. Yes. Every picture of hers when she had a dog, but Oh no, not grandma Dahlgren. <laughs> so, 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 so the one that raised the pets, that's the one that would take them. Yeah. There's a whole crew waiting. So it's okay. Yeah. yeah. Vicki says she's had pets come through many times. Absolutely. love them. Watches out for them. Just happened last night, actually. Um, Very cool. Is another medium mm -hmm. and that I, that I know, and I'm glad she was able to do this. Um, probably her and Dawn are two of my favorites. And uh, yeah, she's talked about pets many times. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I've heard her say that. It's a very big loss for a lot of people. How does someone who is bereaved or is grieving and is part of their need in their grief process is to connect um, with some after-death contact? How do they decide who's someone who's worthwhile seeing and who's someone who's on 1-800-CALL-A-PSYCHIC? Well, well actually, <laughs> actually, I work at a 1-800-CALL-A-PSYCHIC. And some of them are good. That's what job. I mean. Some yeah. are good or some are not. That's what I mean. But I How also do, you know? do I, I, a lot of times, if you go like, okay, I work in metaphysical shops. Mm -hmm. I don't know anything about crystals, but I have friends who do. And if they tell you about crystals, that's to help you. But then they may say, you know, Dawn's here or Dawn's husband, Mark's here. Um, would you like to get a reading? Mark will be able to help them with what they're dealing with now because of his Oracle cards. Me, I'm able to help them with the more spiritual side of it, the, the animal and everything. But to judge people. You have to kind of ask other people or like come here and say, do you know a pet psychic who would be able to do this? Um, because people who are mediums, people who are psychics, people who do spiritual work, we all kind of know each other. We get to know each other. We get to know each other's gifts. And you really have to talk to people who are in that industry mm -hmm. or at, who own shops because they'll tell you. But you also know whether they're legit or not by how much they're charging. Tell me about that. Um, I know people who will say they'll charge you $150 to do a mediumship reading for you. There are some of them that charge that much because they're used to working, working in major cities, New York, mm -hmm. LA, places mm -hmm. like that. If they're in this area in central Illinois and they're charging that much, ask other people what they're like first, because more than likely it's a gimmick because they'll come in and they'll ask all kinds of leading questions. As you notice, whenever I did stuff, I only ask 
for the name of the person you're asking for. And then at the end, Jill, I ask you, who was that to you? Deb, you told us, but I was able to pick up on things. So you need to talk to the psychic right, and see what they're able to tell you. If so a they interview or in right. that first session, decide if it's real or if it right. doesn't feel like mm -hmm. it, it's actual good information. You know, right. integrity is everything. And there are, and just to say this, that in, in my travels, I have found people that may be good at their craft, but you wouldn't want them as a friend. There are also people, um, there are also people that, um, they don't give enough details. Mm -hmm. right? It's, it's sort of, um, uh, there is a magician in town here in our town that he and I were talking and he says, look at people, you know, who are psychics, he was in the debunking side. And obviously I want to know the better ones. And sometimes those details are so odd that you would pick that up without knowing anything but a name. Right. Right. Or a name and a card. And right. that's what Vicky does. She only needs a name. She right. doesn't need to know anything else. But the details of the personalities that the people who are uh, passed on or of the animal, the personality of that animal, when they start talking the details, that's someone to recommend. Right, right. Right. And yeah. I and I, I know Vicky, she's very good. She is. And mm -hmm. she's she's somebody she's priced, right? You know, she is. Mm-hmm. She also just just wrote, she said she only asked for the name. What I've noticed is the people that will I know somebody uh that can draw pictures of your loved ones. Mm -hmm. I mean, draw what they look like and then get information that way. And there have been people, I confess that back in the day, I also called the psychic hotline. Now I know someone who works for the psychic hotline. <laughs> but, and and um, to be fair, we've, you know, we went to New Orleans and we went to see someone, four of us, Four hours, an hour apart, each of us. And it was purely gimmick. And we knew that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She yeah. was charging 20 bucks and we all came out with exactly the same information. Yeah. So, exactly. yeah, that, you know, that was just New Orleans fun. But you want to make sure you're talking, if you're spending money and seriously looking for after death contact that you've got but, someone who's great. But don't ever walk in and ask a psychic to do a mini reading for free. Oh, gosh, no. Because you will have people who do that because they want to test the psychic. And it's like, it's okay to ask, you know, one question. Mm -hmm. But so you don't. In, you invest in one session to see what it's like. Just like right. meeting a therapist. Right. You know? right. Exactly. I mean, maybe one time. If it doesn't work, I'll refer you out. Right. The other thing you can do. Um, this might sound odd, however, 
you can ask that loved one or that fur baby that has died mm-hmm. and say, do you like this person? And maybe like for a fur baby, they'll, you know, like you'll see a picture of them in their mind going, you know, like yeah. being friends with them. But if they're barking and say, you know, and backing away like that person, pay attention. Even if you think you're imagining that, maybe you're not. And the that, other, go ahead, Jill. No, um, go, go ahead, Deb. Well, the other thing is you can ask the loved one that has died and just see what happens. I, I used to think, and I was very frightened when I heard a voice, very mm-hmm. frightened. And, um, you know, my, my teacher said this, and I, and I, and I like to, I give this advice often. If you hear a voice of a loved one, or maybe you don't know who it is, but you're hearing a voice either somewhere in your brain or outside of your brain, always ask, who is this and what do you want? Right. That usually people say, oh, you shouldn't mess with spirits, right? Because that's something that you hide back, right, Jill? Mm-hmm. I'm sure in yeah, but you know what? If they're pushing my my picture frames around, I'm I'm likely to mess back. That the other thing, <laughs> the other thing that I that I have I have found too is because I've had people come to me going, I was just out driving around today and I came in here and as soon as I found out you were here. I got like really excited. And a lot of times too, if you're going, I really want to talk to a medium and you go, you know, if you say that and you're at home or you're at work and you get off work and you drive past a shop and all of a sudden it catches your eyes and you realize, hold it, that's a metaphysical shop. Go in because that's spirit telling you that, yeah, you're supposed to be talking to somebody in there because I've had people come into three different shops that I was at doing readings and three different times I was told, I didn't even know a shop was here. I was, you know, I was talking to, mm-hmm. you know, myself, they say I'm t- I was talking to myself and they're like, and I was like, I really want to connect with, and they said their loved one's name and they're like, and I'm driving past and all of a sudden I see, you know, and they're like, I drive past you every day and it's never, I've never noticed it. We had and somebody it, who just wrote in on one of our other pages, you know, turning this on during work hours just to watch it. That's a sign. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But, but, you know, I've, I've told people, you know, anytime that happens, that's a sign from your guides that, Hey, there's somebody there you're supposed to talk to. So that's another way is pay attention to those little aha moments, as they say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's learning to, and in process of paying attention to those little things, you, that is a form of mindfulness that helps you in your grief process helps you and, center. and to be centered and to, uh, to tune into your own intuition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, what I like to call spidey sense. You mm-hmm. know, that instinct. Yeah. You got yeah, instinct. It's really so important. When you do that more and more, and sus- 
suspend belief that only what you can touch is real is real or only what you see that someone tells you what you're seeing is real so mm -hmm. i i think the twofold process is during the grief process which personally i always say you are much more psychically sensitive under stress and mm -hmm. grief is a form of stress mm -hmm. and to help navigate that stress and your own stuff, being more mindful of those little things of what you ask for and see how it is perceived it, um, or manifest is a mindfulness practice, is a stress reliever. I mean, for me anyway, I like to know I'm not crazy. And I use that lightly not to put down people with mental health issues, right. but I say that as a way to normalize when I think oh, I'm too weird. I need an up in medication or something. There is no too weird when you are grieving because that's, that's the time that you're really having to work out everything that's left behind right. and everything that didn't get finished. And so those things do tend to follow you around. And that's why people do look for after death communication. It has a sense of settled and finished and complete and being able to hear what their loved one might not have said to them. Right. And the other thing that, that I do, okay, I like I said, I work for a 1-800 number or an 888 number nowadays. But it's one of the things that I do is whenever I'm talking to people who are grieving, I have no problem telling them this is this is the message that you were given but i know there's still things you're processing please go seek a therapist and don't be afraid to tell them that you talk to a psychic and the psychic sent you i said because i have friends who are very open about their mental health said i always tell them about you deb i'm like we've got one that's like when you meet her the first time and you ask her how she's doing she'll look at you and say well medicated and you and, said, <laughs> and it always makes people laugh and you know i don't ever give them your name but i tell them that and i said because i said i am like her i believe we need to normalize Mm -hmm. all the parts of it and i said and i and I, I i love the meme i shared one time that says if a psychic tells you you need to see a therapist believe them because they they know your spiritual side <laughs> exactly and the other th if you find a therapist who does this find another therapist it's not mm -hmm. it's very uncommon in for therapists to have a great degree of training in grief and loss and it's even less common for them to have a lot of training in terms of um, other forms of spirituality and how that feeds into the grief process. Mm -hmm. And there, there is a growing body of therapists who are doing Reiki or sending people for Reiki, which is somewhere along that line. And there are some who are bringing other things in, but there are a great number who are huge skeptics. And that will feed into any griever. It's going to be so mm -hmm. hypersensitive because grievers are highly sensitive people just because of what they've been through. Wow. The, other thing, on it. the other thing that I find funny in my business is I have a lot of therapists who call me asking for readings. Yes, but, but they're not going to tell other therapists. But no. I've, I've got, I've got, 
I have had four call me that have confessed to using tarot cards in their re in their sessions, but they're like, I can't read for myself. And I said, that's okay. I said, I'm a psychic and I can't read for myself either. Right. We can't fix ourselves. That's, that's right. not our jobs. No. Right. That's, that's so but smart. Every therapist needs a therapist. Mm -hmm. but, mm -hmm. but if you're going to send someone to a therapist or if you're seeing a therapist and they're not, they're not supportive of this process. If this is something you need in your grief process, then it might be time to find an adjunct therapist or to find a new one. Because if this right. is part of your grief process, then you need to find someone who can support you in it. Because mm -hmm. it's your decision. It's all about the K-rails. You need your boundaries and you need to have them respected. Mm -hmm. I've been blessed that all my therapists have been open so that I can get the most out of my own personal therapy when I can share who and what I really hear, say, touch, and feel inside. Mm -hmm. So I I just want to say my therapists have been blessings. Although my psychiatrist knows, does the medicine, and, and they're a little harder. Well, <laughs> she knows I'm a little weirder as she is. And I... She asked me the other day, why do you need to do such and such? And I go, oh, dear. Look at I talk to dead people. It's so unnerving. After a while, I just need to be off the planet. And mm -hmm. so she she laughed. Maybe to be polite, I don't think so. I think she she knows there's a certain truth to what I say. Right. Mm -hmm. With the wor you, different works that I do. So, but you're um, likely to have found someone like that. So, I, I, am, I just want our people who are listening who are here because of, you know, they're wherever they are in grief, however many years or months or weeks, that it's a whole process. And if this is part of your process, it's normal because 80% do. And I, 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 I've had, I've had callers who have said, <laughs> He lost his kid five years ago and he still hasn't gotten over it. And I've told that person, you know mm -hmm. what? Maybe you need to see a therapist. So mm -hmm. you understand. Mm -hmm. Maybe you need to seek a grief therapist so that you understand what they're going through. I said, because you're not, you're being selfish. And I, and believe me, I have clients hang up on me whenever I say that. And then I have other clients who are going, you really think so? And I'm like, yeah, because you are your own priority. Your partner becomes your second priority. I said, but when you go to help them, remember you're putting the mask on them because they can't put it on themselves. Like the airline says, the mask drops down, put it on yourself first, then help the person next to you if they're struggling. You're not helping the person next to you who's struggling. Well said, Don. Well said. And, you know, for our listening audience, certainly you can always, you know, personally write Jill or I. And if you ever thought about consulting with someone between us and the people we know in other states and other cities, we can help you. And of course, in this technological age a lot of stuff can be done online you don't have to be right 
in front of the person, we can do it, or any, any person can be doing this, you know, virtually through video or whatever. And be kind to others, as Dawn was saying, when you hear somebody, don't laugh at them, don't poo-poo them. And if you're part of your religious experience says that's wrong, keep that to yourself because maybe that person doesn't need to be told they're wrong for seeking out ways to be not your place. It's it's their during story. your grief process. It's that's their process. Right. We have a question from Elizabeth who wants to know if you connect with a loved one who would have been highly skeptical of mediums. Is that possible? Sometimes it is. It really is because mm -hmm. what happens is when we get to the other side. This is what I've always. This is what I have come to discover in my spiritual journey and my profession. When they get to the other side, that skepticism sometimes is cured because they see the world now from a spiritual plane mm -hmm. and they're going, oh, wow. So all of those people were right. And I, okay, so I am pagan and I don't believe in a heaven or a hell, but we do go to a place where we're surrounded by love. Mm -hmm. Everybody's got their own belief system and it needs right. to be respected. So whenever I connect with people, I still connect on with them on their spiritual plane. So their beliefs are still intact, but they really do become more open. And it's funny because I've had somebody tell me, oh, I, I'm just asking this, but I don't think it'll happen. And then whenever it did, and I was able to tell them things, they were like going, okay, only four or five people in the room knew that mm -hmm. when that happened. And then I, flipped another card and I started going into that. And I just say what spirit's telling me the person sitting there and they start laughing because I'm using the exact words that the person uh -huh. they wanted to connect with would have said. And they're like going, okay, this is hilarious. And that's what they say to me is this is hilarious because I always thought that they didn't believe in this kind of stuff. And that in itself is part of the process of connection. Meaning, mm -hmm. wow, the way they are on earth is not necessarily the way they are in, be, um, in, in the other realms. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, at the same time, some people don't believe in other realms. However... I, I want to reemphasize, even though it's not your thing, please learn tolerance and compassion. Not like I feel sorry for them, they have to connect to a psychic, but say that's what they're doing in their grief process. Because as I have seen over and over, those that condemn others or whatever, Eventually, they come around when it happens to them and they go, 
remember when I used to make fun of blah, blah, blah? Well, can you hook me up with... <laughs> <laughs> with blah, blah? With hey, Don, blah, blah. Yeah. Don, how do, they, how do our listeners reach you if they want to? Um, if you go on Facebook and look for Eagle and Unicorn, that is my husband and my business site. Um, we are also in Springfield. If you live in Illinois, we are in Springfield. Every other Friday, we weren't there this Friday because we have a wedding tomorrow. But um, we're there every other Friday from noon till five, noon till six. And so we're there in person. So either through Facebook, you can also email Eagle in Unicorn at Gmail. It's all lowercase, all one word. Um, but that's Eagle how you like find us. Yes, Eagle like the bird and Unicorn. And yeah. it's capital E Eagle at or Eagle and space unicorn um, on Facebook, just like you're reading a book title. Um, but that's how people reach us mm -hmm. or reach me. Mm -hmm. Okay. I heard ego at first. I'm like, ego and unicorn. That's a unique combination. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It is. Been, we've been an hour at this an and hour. I think it's time to let us go. Yeah. Mary Tangora says, thank you for the chat. Anybody who wants to send us comments about today, we'd love to have them. If we would need to do some follow-up next week, we can. Otherwise, send us the things you want us to hear about and want us to talk about. Dawn, thank you so much. Thank you. You guys have a blessed day. You too, you Dawn. Too. Have fun at the wedding. Oh, Enjoy it. it. <laughs> Deb, bye -bye. See you next week. Bye. Bye.